Bonjour et bienvenue to the Funhouse oh podcast. Uh, my name is Ramon Dortoyes and today I'm joined by three beautiful guests. We have Jacob Follerpon. Uh, bonjour. Who we, are you? We <laughs> have Jean Smith. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> I and, don't like that accent. And of course, we have Shalom Eray. I don't speak coward. <laughs> uh, it is uh, good to be back, as you say. Wait, uh, so this is going to be it, the whole podcast? Would yeah, you, are you going to do this? Yeah, why are you speaking in a French accent? I don't understand. Where have you is, been? It's been like a month. This yeah. is just my uh, You were literally accent. in Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean sorry. The, uh, the sac. Sacramento. I didn't mean to laugh like that. I meant to go. <laughs> Wait, so for real, is it Armando? What's up? Uh, gonna, this is the podcast. This is how you're going to do the podcast. This is not, this is my, um, qu'est-ce normal accent. This, the hair and stuff. What do you mean? This is my normal hair. Okay. Yeah. Mondo, went, I hooked him up. He went to my salon. Oh, okay. I did. I did. I'm not going to do this for the entire and, podcast. And, be and I, off, I asked him to say hi to the, the person cutting his hair, and I got a slack back that just said, I did it in the worst way possible. And I'm like, what, the, what does that mean? <laughs> I, so what happened was she was cutting my hair, and I went, Charlotte's was high. <laughs> what? Why? I didn't do that. No, I just like I'm fucking awkward and awful. Yeah. And like what happened was so I don't know why they did this. I think I fucked up. But the way that I booked it is I was trying to book a haircut and a color. So what happened is I go in and for some reason the system booked a haircut with one of them <laughs> and dying with the other. And so they were just trading me off back and forth. And the person who cut my hair, not dyed my hair, cut my hair, is the person that did Charlotte's hair. Yes. And so they came over and were looking at my hair, like, while it was bleaching. We're like, oh, I just want to take a Check peek in, at yeah, yeah. yeah. Standard and, procedure. But they weren't, the, the, they just wanted to see how it was going. They weren't the one doing the dyeing. So she comes over and she's just looking at it. And I, I saw your slack and I just went, uh, my coworker wanted to say hi. The one who did the, the blue hair that oh matched the glasses with the, the bangs. And she just kind of looked at me for a minute and was just like, <laughs> okay. I uh, thought it was going to be a casual. Like, I was like, say hi to, say hi to her for me. And I can't like, no, do okay. that. I clear, now I know that. Now I have to go this weekend and be like, my coworker was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> my my coworker said that I said hi. My coworker said that I said hi, and actually I did, but like I wanted to make sure it was cool. Yeah. The one with the the bleaching and the cutting that that it's, one. Yeah, yeah the you know what? Tips. Yeah. She's she's very Spoken cool. A French accent. I could see us being friends, but that's a hard boundary to cross. Oh no, I ruined so, it. I ruined so, it yeah, for you. But like a a a, a good friend of mine is uh, is like a hairstylist and i asked her i'm like because she had like hung out with a client or former client mm -hmm. still client but now friend and i was like how do you cross that boundary and she was like i do not know because sometimes they're just being nice and you don't want to be like hey can we hang out yeah <laughs> that's i feel like that's uh every episode of nathan for you is at some point he asks them if they want to hang out outside of the show, yeah, yeah. and they're like, no. <laughs> I felt so in touch with uh, the woman who dyed my hair. She was cool. We found out that we used to live in the same neighborhood at the same time over in Pico Union, hey. and we're just commiserating over how oh. bad it was, hey. how fucking dog shit it was. Yeah. Um, I showed her the, the picture. John, I don't know if I told you this story. So I used to live in a, in a neighborhood with MS-13, super present. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that East Hollywood? That's that, like, savory. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was No, there no, no. It was Pico Union. It's, like, oh, oh, downtown oh. L.A. Uh, so they, one day, uh, <laughs> I made, like, a good, I made good friends with them, and they were fine with me. And one day, they spray-painted Snitch on my building. What? And I was like, what the fuck? What, how did they know I was talking about them on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and I they, meant to write, they meant to write Stitcher. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's, I like that. So I walked over to the guy that I knew who lived across from me, who is, he did two things. He had an entire weight room on his front lawn that was just all dead grass. Oh, yeah. And he would Sick. constantly work out and was just buff and hot as hell. And then the second thing he did was he sold crack all day. And so I walked over to him and I was like, hey, uh, do we, is there an issue? Did I miss something? Like the MS-13 Homeowners yeah. Association meeting or something? And he basically was like, oh, 
that's not for you. That's for the motherfucker that live above you. And I went, okay, but you did it on my building. And he goes, no, 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 don't worry. We'll solve this for you. I leave for the day. I come back. And the way that they solved it was they just put an arrow. (laughs) (laughs) It's so important important to be clear in your design. State your intentions. That's directly really kind I, of them. That's, yeah. a, that's actually very clever because they could have just like X'd it out with red spray paint. Yeah. Then and now then you got like, two colors and now you got to write it again. And now it, everything's got paint. It's like snitch third floor. Third floor, just, yeah. Just like put like the floor out there. Apartment Apartment B. number. Yeah. Also, My, I thought that snitches get stitches. Well, apparently they get their property destroyed. Actually, they, they get, get their... exiled or something? No, I don't... I have no idea what was happening. I just... I, I tried to stay out of it, but I was... Really upset because I was like, is this something that I did? Are you mad with me? John? Yeah. <laughs> Snitches get exiled doesn't really have the same range. Yeah. No. It seems weird that they would just label it rather than take action. Oh, beguiled yeah. get exiled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How but long are you in uh, that's not a real Europe? Word. I, 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 I want to know all about your journey. Yes, no, thank I haven't you. heard like, anything about it. <laughs> we have in two different podcasts. Thank you, Jacob. That was You're a welcome. solid segue. Um I the reason I was talking with a French accent is because I was in uh, Bali, as we say. Uh, well, actually, we say freedom. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. You were in freedom. I was in freedom, Paris. What was it Free- freedom fries? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we call them freedom frites. Fritz. Fritz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was in Europe for about two and a half weeks, I think. Um, doing some stand up. Just wanted to go over there. Also, just take a vacation. Yeah. We all know. We've worked here. We've basically kind of been in crunch since the beginning of the year. This is after RTX. So like you yeah. came back from RTX. I told myself that I would take I told Charlotte too that I would take a vacation in like March. And then that got pushed back to like April and then kept getting pushed back. And so I was like, I'm going to Europe. And I bought the tickets Fuck and yeah. I got a passport and no one can do anything. And there's a time difference, so no one can reach me on Slack. They still still did. did. Every time you did, I was like, what is this motherfucker doing? Uh, I'm working. It's like when Elise answered one from like, I don't even know where she was. And I was like, like, get off. I was like, don't don't be looking at thumbnails. (laughs) Enjoy your vacation. Dan's been on fraternity leave for two weeks and it's always green. And I'll slack him something and be like, you can answer this when you get back. Five seconds. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He messes us. I went to Europe. It was great. Uh, I went for the perfect amount of time, two and a half weeks, because you go, and for the first four days, you do tourist shit, right? I went yeah. to the Louvre. Also, yeah. this is the best part about doing comedy and traveling in abroad anyway, is that uh, all of the people that I met, all of the comedians, are the people who either run or are professional tour guides. So everyone that I met was like, oh, you want to go to the Louvre? Come with me. I just have my tour guide pass. We'll get you in through the back. You don't have to wait in the line. You get in for free. And I'll show you around and give you like a tour of like whatever you want to see. Yeah. And so like I got to go to the Louvre and like get a personal tour from a tour guide. Wow. It was like the shit. That guy rocked. I have a question about the Louvre. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there any other cool painting besides Mona Lisa? (laughs) There's like literally the only thing I know. There's is that, that the one across from the Mona Lisa that gets snubbed all the time by the, the huge fucker. Yeah, the enormous yeah. one. There's so yes, um, a couple things that I learned. First and foremost, the Mona Lisa has apparently only been like famous in recent history because it was stolen. Yeah, which I didn't know. Like it got stolen, and I think he said 1901 or 1911. I can't remember. But uh, it was stolen by a guy who was a contractor doing work there. <laughs> and he didn't know what he was stealing. He just walked in and saw a bunch of paintings and went, this one's small. And then fucking took yeah. it. And uh, and then he tried to lie and say, like, I'm taking this back for Italy. It was actually political. <laughs> but I am trying to sell it if yeah. anyone knows a buyer. <laughs> for I Italy. would like money. Uh, yeah, for Italy. He's like, this money will go directly back into the pockets of the people that I will buy meatball subs from. <laughs> yeah. And pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure everybody knows this at this point. 
Mona Lisa, incredibly small, not that great, pretty overrated. And, <laughs> she, and, and like, is she even smiling? No. Like, Leonardo, come on. Come on. Be a little more clear. Now that's hard. Yeah, now that's hard. I only like the one in uh, Animal Crossing where the eyebrows are really angry because it's, it's, it's a fake one. It's a fake Mona Lisa. It's, I a, got, fra- it's yeah, a fake? You can get fake paintings in Animal Crossing. That's funny. I got to see a bunch of. Um, Butts? Those paintings are oh. butts. I mean, it's uh, it's classic classical <laughs> art. You're gonna oh, see yeah. butts, yeah, mm-hmm. and boobs and, and cherubs. If you're in France, you turn Bush. on the TV. There's boobs everywhere. There's boobs everywhere. Also, if you click any trending topic on Twitter, <laughs> oh yeah, there's boobs everywhere. <laughs> Just scroll out on half the page, and it will be pornography. There are a <laughs> ton of uh, there's a ton yeah. of like really good artwork at the Louvre. There's that one that's across from it, which also was stolen, I believe, by. Napoleon, I can't remember exactly, but the big story with that is like it's fucking massive. Yeah, and Napo- Napoleon's like so small. And they they needed to in order to transport it, they had to basically cut it into corners wow. and then they repaired it and while repairing it they fucked it up and damaged it and then when that person lost the war they had to come in and do it again and it was like this whole fucking thing art Dang. restoration is incredible yeah. because they want to restore the painting to uh maybe close to its original state but also maintain the history that it's passed through mm-hmm. like i watched a show about like just restoration processes and the painting stuff was always the most fascinating because she was always like there, it was like a, not moral thing or ethical thing, but just like, I want to preserve what this piece is. So she would repair cracks, but not like spackle over them. So mm. it was like visibly cracked. Mm, and it yeah. was like really, really cool the way it was like maintenance mixed with restoration, mixed with actually like trying to match the painting and repair yeah, yeah. the image itself. Like it becomes almost like a new thing. Like it's, it's, a, so it's like a, it's like a 2.0. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. One of the one of the things that I thought was really interesting and maybe sad. I don't know. I felt some type of way and I can't explain why I thought it was kind of weirdly beautiful is some of uh, Leonardo da Vinci's older stuff. Yeah. was like this special type of painting on wood. Yeah. And they can't restore it. Mm. So the yeah. guide was basically like this will continue to get darker and darker and darker until inevitably it's just black. And you won't be able to see any. And it will sell for more than ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, because I'll put a post-it note on it that says this. I is mean, it's art. like that. Yeah. Uh, it's like that thing from the French Dispatch where he painted it on the the supporting the walls of the yeah. prison, uh, and yeah. like they have that very Wes Anderson-y shot of the whole prison being transported. That's another interesting <laughs> thing. Over there, they just call it here dispatch. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The dispatch. They call it. Yeah. They just, just call it the dispatch. Yeah. <laughs> a dispatch. Yeah. Uh, dispatch. Yeah, get some fries, watch Dishpash. The show was great. One of the other cool things that I learned was, um, I think it was Da Vinci or Michael, no wait. I think it was Michelangelo who did a bunch of the sculptures. That was Raphael. Uh, I think it was Master Splinter, actually. <laughs> Fuck, I feel I like it was the foot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Somebody had to do a bunch of sculptures for the church. And I can't, I, I'm pretty sure it was Michelangelo. And he was telling me that, like, back in the day, uh, you weren't allowed to put your signature on sculptures. Uh-huh. They wouldn't allow it. And so what he would do... How would you do that? Is he would... you fucking carve it into Real it. Real slow. They make fucking marble look like realistic human titty okay and, and clothing and clothing yeah. like robes curling oh, yeah. down is my mind there is a there is a uh the the son of uh it doesn't matter there's there's a, a beautiful um sculpture that lies on a bed and the bed is the most comfortable looking thing that i've ever seen in my entire life it's just rock it is rock it's just rock it's yeah. just fucking it sounds rock. like a spongebob bit like yeah i'm so tired and then just <laughs> slamming into a slab you know michelangelo wow. actually got the idea for what he painted on the ceiling like pretty young in life yeah like i think it was actually like his birthday when he figured it out so it was like he like woke up one day and all he could think about was like Sistine candles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> it's good to see who replaced me while I was gone. Uh, but yeah, he. I'm my own thing, man. I'm what? on another. I'm on another level. <laughs> Molly Ringwall hit me back. <laughs> hit my line. Oh my god. I think god. I got Molly Ringworm. Um, 
one of the things that he did to differentiate is like back in the day, everyone would leave like the base would be completely smooth, mm -hmm. but he would just leave the tool marks in it. He would leave it rough and unfinished. And that was his way of being like, I fucking did that. Mm. You see oh. an un, a slightly unfinished marble statue, you know it was me, motherfucker. And he did like some like, God, I wish I could remember better, but it was like 40 something marble statues in the course of like two years or something incredible. That's amazing. You know what's crazy is like a lot of those like older old sculptures were painted yeah, yeah right. i was just yeah. gonna say that in in greece and rome they had like and with like they didn't have that many colors available so it was like basically yeah. just primary colors yeah. like yeah. just a lot of red and a lot of blue yeah <laughs> looking yeah. at the pictures it's like i think it's better without the paint. it's, yeah, it's way, way better way it's cooler. way better it's the way natural cooler. textures of the marble is like so much less tacky it's like yeah. uncovering it's pulling up a carpet and going there's hardwood under yeah. here. It makes yeah. me wonder if it was like an afterthought. They're like, all right, we got a statue. Now let's put some color on it. This I think it was like just right probably here. like common practice. They're like, well, yeah. of course yeah. you put color. What are you going to do? Leave it like just this color? It's marble. Like, <laughs> yeah. we it's have like that. we just discovered paint. We got to yeah. use it. Yeah. Also, though, in that time, it's like everything's either made of mud or marble. And yeah. Like <laughs> Man, that shit was crazy. The Louvre rocked. I went to Versailles. Versailles is beautiful. It's also kind of weird because you're basically paying a bit of money, like not very much, like whatever, 25 euro or something, to go into a building. You know that old John Mulaney joke where he's like, a movie costs something $100 million, and it's like you don't have to spend $100 million on a movie. You could just say you have $100 million, and I would pay $10 to come see the $100 million. Mm. That's what Versailles feels like. Where it's I so opulent saying. and huge and incredible, and you just the entire point of Versailles is you walk through this beautiful castle and you go, "Wow, damn, people really live like this once. That's crazy." Mm -hmm. And then, then you walk like, through these beautiful gardens. Yeah. And I asked the tour guide, I was like, "So what did people do in these gardens?" And he was like, "Oh, they fucked." And I was like, "What are you?" <laughs> oh, you're like making a joke. And he goes, "Nah, they fucked." The whole point of the gardens is like this is where you would go to fuck your mistress. And I was like, are you fucking serious? And he's like, yeah, yeah, this whole garden got a bunch of fucking houses in it that people built so they could go fuck their mistress. That's We're right. Manstress. That's so right. The garden man. was like a home or a staycation. It was a whole home. Like yeah. a staycation. Yeah. It was a big enough place. So yeah, you want to you want a flower bed that wench. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean the modern day is like the businessman gets like a Motel Six. Or like an apartment in the city. Mm -hmm. Oh, you okay. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they didn't have they're just like, I can get one down. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. In the other side of my house. Yeah, it's a long enough walk. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one's going to bother. It's fucking crazy. It's like, I'm butchering the, the the history on this, but, like, I'm pretty sure Louis the 14th or the 16th, was it Louis who was with Marie Antoinette? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The point is, is... She gave great head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole other thing. And she, she had cake. <laughs> yeah. She ate it too. So, like her butt. Like her butt, yeah. yeah. But it was actually just like the stuff on the cake onto <laughs> pans. And so King Louis, one of them, made a, a house out in that gardens for him and his mistress. But then also Marie Antoinette made a separate house for her and the dudes that she wanted to fuck. So, and they're just somewhere out there in the gardens. And I'm imagining when I'm walking through that, like imagine them crossing paths on the way to their respective fuck homes. Yeah. <laughs> he's introducing her. He's like, uh, this is my neighbor, my wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, you, did you get any snacks in Versailles? At Versailles? Yeah. Uh, I ate a sandwich that some that somebody just made for me. Oh, any, you get any like little candy? Street food? No. You didn't get any. You didn't get any treats of Versailles. The Versailles treatsies. Yeah, the treaties. No, Versailles. that's also. <laughs> Charlotte, are, are, are we going to do this all podcast? Is, that, <laughs> is this what we're doing? The funniest part, if anyone wants to tab back in the YouTube videos, Jacob saw it a mile away, yeah. and like as soon as I said, "You get any snacks?" <laughs> Laser. <laughs> Watched you like a hawk. I know. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm going to keep doing this because um, I don't know. It's I fun. thought you were talking about street food because street food is the best. The, oh, the street, streeties I, of Versailles. <laughs> yeah, there is. Some, there's so there's like. What's the street food sitch? 
there I mean, just any place you go there's not really in versailles like versailles is like very suburban and mm. then there's the fucking castle oh so if they saw street feud they would call yeah. interpol yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, there is fuck. a man uh, selling churros on my front yard <laughs> I'll tell you what I did do at Versailles is uh, they have shit security because we just took a Perrier bottle, emptied out half of it, poured a bunch of tequila in it, and then also like some soda. So it wasn't even clear. It was like orange and red, and we just huh. brought them in. And the person opened it and looked at it and go, Perrier? And uh, the person that I was with spoke back in French. And I was like, what happened? What did she say? What did they say? And she goes, oh, he said they didn't know they came in grapefruit flavor. And then just put it back in the back. <laughs> wow. She just got, we got Slipped right fucked through. up That's in so Versailles. Yeah. yeah. It was cool, though, like the actual castle and stuff. The castle was, the castle was right. Like I said, it's weird to be in that situation and be like, yo, back home, like, I got family that can't, like, afford to live. Right. And you had all this. And also, like, the whole reason that Versailles is important is because, like, a king moved there. And was using was taking money away from France to go move to the middle of nowhere and build this opulent fucking castle. And when the people found out, they were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then the, the that's way, the difference here. That the way, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like that the same things happened here, and instead a lot of people were like. It's all these minorities in our cities. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, it's because you're taking the money out. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, that's what I mean is it's weird to pay 25 euro to go look at that and just be like, oh, fuck. At least though, like, like a classic opulence, like an elegant ornamentation is better than a lot of the like shit that you'll see in like suburbs in America or mm -hmm. like the cookie cutter McMansion and insane like mismatched windows and houses where it's like, you don't even know what to do with all this fucking money. Mm -mm. Yeah. Like buy, buy a helicopter or something or yeah. like a stretch of highway. Yeah. I don't know who buys highways, but and I the, see the signs. There's so much history in all the buildings out there. True. But it's, it's also kind of frustrating because like, I don't know if it's in France, but when I was in Amsterdam, there's all these amazing, like huge buildings with so much detail on the walls and everything. And I was looking at this building going, wow. Like, what is this building? And then I saw that it was covered in, like, that it had been converted into a mall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there were all these signs for, like, stores and Sephora yeah. and all this shit. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is. So most of Europe, first of all, old as fuck. I don't mm -hmm. know if you're familiar, but it's old as shit. And in France, they do the same thing where the rule is the facade, the outer facade of the building, yeah, yeah. it has to stay the same. You can do whatever the fuck you want inside. So you'll go to a building and somebody will be like, this is actually one of the, uh, the oldest buildings in the, the country. It is about uh, 800, 900 years old or whatever. And you're like, damn, what is this? Is this like a museum? And they're like, uh, this is a McDonald's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. They actually, we have a drive through now too. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Did you have some French McDonald's? I had it twice. Yeah? Yeah. You, you liked it? I, I liked it menu? the second time. Oh. Second menu items? Uh, well, this is a Mick Esquiago. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a, a beefy, what was it? Beefy bacon and avocado, which oh, is exactly what it sounds avocado. like. Yeah. yeah, It's like just a, a burger. First off, just baseline, all the meat is better there. It right. just is oh, yeah. better and juicier and nicer. Yeah. It's not 40% cornmeal. <laughs> <laughs> and you got fries? I got fries when they were ass. Cornmeal. <laughs> They really? were ass fries. The Do first they time call went, them French fries at McDonald's? <laughs> I'm not trying to make a joke. No. I'm just trying to think, like, does the menu general? say fries or does it say French fries? Most of them, so most places will just say, sorry, there's an alarm okay. going off. And it's okay. fine. Most people will just say frites um, or some variation of that. Oh, like the frites of Versailles? <laughs> yeah. The street freebies. I'd look to wait for one second. Yeah, you can't take your eyes off me. I'm a little scammed. Some places will say French fries, and they just kind of you know what they mean. But most they places they speed through it. It's French fry. French, yeah, French fry, 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 fry. fry. Yeah. But like the corporate places will say French fries. Most places that I saw will just say fries. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. It it was it was it, McDonald's there. McDo. It was uh, really good. They don't really fuck with lettuce. They do hmm. cabbage, like red cabbage. Oh, oh that's, that's I, I yeah. prefer that. I, I don't I don't really like lettuce unless it's like the crunchy parts on yeah. burgers. All their buns too were like 
wild. Like they were all. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they were all like really, really well made. Like they weren't. They didn't. I don't know. But here's like a great. Like you know the bun that comes on a Big Mac where it's like slightly better than most of theirs, a little thicker. It's got the sesame seeds and on it. And it's got middle sure, bun. Yeah. yeah. Little bun. That bun is what they use for a McChicken, like the cheap menu Ooh, item. Okay, okay. Everything kind of moves up a level, and wow. it's really good. I wonder if you, if you go through the drive you say, give me a dollar chicken sandwich, but use the Big Mac bun. So first of all, a chicken sandwich Ooh. is going to run you like six bucks. Oh, my God. A sandwich, the beefy bacon and avocado, that shit's like nine fifty. Wow, that's what? way different. Yeah, a meal is gonna run you like thirteen, fourteen. Maybe I mean, it's pretty bucks. expensive here now. They've raised all the prices and oh, all really? this establishment. It is. I can tell you from be... experience, a Big Mac meal is like ten bucks. <laughs> a large ten bucks ba- is here. Is Still, it sucks. It used to be like seven or eight. Oh right? yeah. 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 I mean, fast food is like the go-to for uh, if people who didn't have money back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And now it's like a luxury. Yeah, it's it's like an opulence, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's like I'm going to the guillotine. It's like I'm in Versailles. <laughs> I'm ready for the guillotine. Yeah, yeah. Be behead grimace. <laughs> 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 I, I call for it. I don't know where his neck starts, to be honest. So you might accidentally just like <laughs> cleave him in twain. Uh, it's hard to say. He may have his whole digestive system maybe up here. Yeah. It may just be gut under. Like that's all large intestine. Yeah. I say we just guillotine, uh, guillotine King McCheese. King McCheese. <laughs> yeah. I can't get over the visual of them trying to guillotine Grimace, but him being too thick. Too thick. Yeah. yeah. So they just keep. They it keep just, just like off. like a meat slicer. <laughs> well, like a meat. No, like it like it goes halfway through and then he's stuck there going, oh god. Oh, that would yeah. happen. To yeah. People get the guillotine. It's like if it wasn't sharp enough. Oh like, god. No. Oh, that's oh. Are times. his lungs burgers? What the what fuck? The fuck? Oh Rick my is, god, that I'm is not, frightening. I'm not sure if anyone can see it. I'm sure Rick is figuring it out, but the, the we're looking at the anatomy yeah, of okay. a grimace. So he's got a nervous system, but his insides are made. His lower inte- his his large intestine is a straw. Yeah, and he's so basically he's edible. <coughs> yeah, we're all edible. Yeah. The oh, you've of, never you've never tried longer pig. That's true. The <laughs> really long of, pig. Really long. The thick inside pig. of grimace looks like the outside of Tungus. Tungus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from the from, from AM. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that horrifying ma- his mascot. His kidneys are drinks. Yeah. It looks like the burger is his stomach, the lower one. And then, uh-huh. oh, the McRibs are his ribs. Wait, are oh, those, okay. The fact I'm getting that it. he has a digestive ah. system and he shits out of a straw is yeah. Yeah. kind of troubling. So the pancakes are the lungs, the McRibs it, are the ribs. His mouth doesn't seem functional because there seems to be no connection. Oh, I mean, it must all. be a vestigial thing. Can he talk? His veins yeah. are mustard and ketchup. <laughs> he just spews up mustard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's got he's got butter on the outside of his pancake lungs. Oh yeah, you got Which, it. You well, know, that's... pancakes are filled with like bubbles, so I feel like if there were any menu item, a pancake may actually be the most fit yeah. for. Yeah. Probably, the, probably has really shallow breathing. Yeah. That's not so butter. Wait. Grimace was a smoker for many years. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Also, are his appendages just like? Have its own normal nervous system. Like yes. Not, yes. Yes. Yeah, there's, there is, yeah. There are capillaries and nerves that. But no that bones. No out. bones. Yeah. It's well, like I mean, don't you need them. I look at Grimace and I don't think bones. This yeah. guy has bones. It's like that uh, spider thing that like Good popped bones. up the past Good few bones. days, where like scientists used a spider to make like a claw, like a dead spider. Oh, oh yeah, and it's, it's like, super strong. Yeah, because they're they don't have muscles. They have like um, just. Uh, oh, they got hydraulics, like a, yeah. basically. So they just like replaced all the liquid with air. So it was just like a little grabby claw that was a spider. <laughs> but it was like way stronger yeah. than it should have been. Yeah. So cool. So if you mm. empty Grimace of all his fluids and fill him with air, you can use him to pick stuff up. As long as as long as the revolution claims his life, yeah, uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah, so. I Absolutely. love that there's an artist reference of like the scale of a dog's Grimace. So yeah, like can we look at that? Oh, look at that. Wait. Rick, can you look at that grimace scale? Fuck? Yeah, open that in a new. Oh, tab. it's on a Wikipedia. I want to look I at that. I, I, look that. Wow. I like the What's one that, that bottom right one. It's like <laughs> I like the bottom left. The bottom left is just like. 
It's okay. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to get Arlen out here. Yeah, we'll have to show her. I like that it's on a scare. It's on a line graph, but I don't know if this <clears throat> applies to that specific visualization uh, well, it's, of data. The upwards is it being scared. Okay. The rightwards is it being, being growling angry. or something. Yeah, it's being yeah. angry, uh, fierce, and scared. Yeah, so top right, you got what, the ears pinned back and the snout. Like, what kind wow. of dogs do they got in France? Wild ones. Oh, really? No, a lot of small dogs. Small dogs. Is it the... Um, feral, a lot of feral cats. Really? Ooh, yeah. I love well, those. Well, because they can just run along the rooftops. Oh, yeah. What's George Lucas's dog? His dog? That Chewie's based off of. Oh, I don't remember. I only oh. know uh, Carrie oh, Fisher's God. dog. What is it? Bumbo? Gary Fisher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gary that's his actual Fisher. name. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how he's doing. <sighs> I yeah. feel like that's a French dog because it uh, looks like so a stupid. A French bulldog? Well, no, Carrie no. Fisher's dog is a French bulldog. Yeah, it's like it looks like Chewy. It. It's basically it's like this big and it looks like Chewy. Yeah. It's bipedal. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Did you know Chewy's innards are the same as Grimace's? <laughs> <laughs> Except he's got a belt. It's part of his skin. It yeah. Doesn't the the bandolier is organic. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. bones, like teeth. If you on the take outside. it off, it will grow back. <laughs> if you open it, there's not ammo. It's just yeah. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <And> he <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna take an ad break here in a second, but real quick, I I, I can give you like uh, I don't know how much more y'all need. I mean, I'm, I love uh, tell, right tell me yeah. about it. All right. Yeah. Well then, yeah. We'll we'll, Dish we'll, queen. well. You know what? We'll take an ad break and we'll be right back. Oh, there, oh, uh, uh, remember when we were talking about uh, the, who's Michelangelo? Yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what? Yeah. <laughs> what if it was a samurai from Turtles in Time? <laughs> what? what if indeed? And we're gonna hear from our sponsors. And while we're, yeah, while you're watching this ad break, write a comment about what if. Going online without ExpressVPN is like walking around your house naked with all your windows open. Sure, there's a chance that you won't be exposed, but why would you ever take that risk, you little freak? Huh? Keep yourself safe from peeping toms with ExpressVPN. Look, here's the deal. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, that means coffee shops, hotels, airports, basically any network that you don't own, your online data is not secure. Any hackers on the same network can steal your personal data. I'm talking passwords, financial details, anything that you've got on your hard drive. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that those hackers can't steal your data, aka closing all the blinds so you can do whatever it is you do safer. Just fire up the app, click one button, and you're instantly protected. And ExpressVPN works on all of your devices, baby. I'm talking laptops, phones, and tablets so that you can stay secure on the go. Secure your online data today at expressvpn.com slash funhouse and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash funhouse. Expressvpn.com slash funhouse. Surf safe, baby. Rise up and play. Arcadegeddon is out now. This cooperative multiplayer shooter is an ever-evolving adventure that'll take you through different biomes, minigames, and enemies so that you can hopefully save Gilly's Arcade. The more bosses and gangs you take down, the more you'll rack up street cred, and hopefully that'll earn you a spot on the leaderboard. This game has it all. A mix of PvE and PvP combat, a killer soundtrack, and it was even written by our very own James and Elise Willems. Get it now for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, or S, or even your PC. So go to arcadegeddon.com. That's arcadegeddon.com for more information. Bonsoir, and we're back. Thank you so much for joining me. It's uh, reinvigorated uh, reverted. by the <coughs> reverted. Back. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Ah, back. Ah, ah. Yeah, I've gone Pledge of Allegiance You're now. American. <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I did take two things with me when I went, my passport and a pair of scissors. I was pretty prepared to just stay there forever. What? You were allowed to fly with those? No, absolutely oh. not. I had to check them. Yeah. Oh, I thought you had to shove them up your ass. Mm, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Careful. The going to Paris 
they did not really give a shit. There wasn't really like a customs checkpoint in America. And also when I got there, they were just surprised I wasn't Algerian. And so they kind of just waved me through. Everyone there is super racist. And the way that it went, by the way, was uh, the French thought I was Algerian. The Algerians thought I was North African. And the North Africans knew that I was something that they couldn't figure out what it was. So they all hated you? So they all they all <laughs> just kind of were like passing me off to the side. Yeah. I never <laughs> quite found my way. people. Yeah. No one's as racist as the fucking Dutch, though. Those fucking bastards in Amsterdam. <laughs> I wa- the first thing that happened was I walked outside and uh, I was there with somebody, was there with a white woman, mm-hmm. and uh, we walked outside and she made eye contact with a lady and her family and they did the white people head nod where you like make your lips as oh, thin the, as possible. Oh, this one's a weird smile. Mm-hmm. Did you do that in mm-hmm. Amsterdam at all? Uh Wherever I went, they'd immediately start talking to me in Dutch, and I'd go, uh, wait. And then they'd, like, just with a flip of the switch, no problem, just go to English. It's a lot about the eyebrows, so you go, "Mm." Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah, it's not a smile. It's like a flattening of the lips. Against That's what I'm saying. Face. It's like bring up the grimace thing again. There's like a scale. <laughs> Dog grimace. White people scared to white people nervous, and it's somewhere in the middle is the white people smile. The eyes get wider. <laughs> yeah. And so like they did that, and they said like a greeting or whatever, and then I walked out, and the woman saw me, and she immediately grabbed her purse and her child closer to her. Oh, and that was no. my introduction to the Netherlands. Oh man. <laughs> I was treated like a king. <laughs> I wonder what the difference is. <laughs> At least yeah. you were treated like a king in France. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, because they will behead you. Oh, is that what the joke yeah. that he was making? Yeah. Okay. They like so. <laughs> hey, you know what, what I love the is French that... beheading and women be shopping. <laughs> Woo! My favorite thing about France is that we as Americans are like we need our guns in case like we ever need to rise up and there's ever an issue with the government and like whatever and the French are just like I don't need a gun. Yeah, I fucking yeah. solved the problem. It's it's so funny cuz like I saw a clip of them just throwing scooters into a pile on fire. Oh yeah, and oh, that's awesome. A, but the quote tweet was like, "See, this is why the French have 4-hour nap breaks in their work day because anytime <laughs> the slightest pushback comes, they do this." Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so cool to yeah, have like awesome. I mean, I don't I'm sure mm-hmm. that I'm missing some of the interest uh, the finer details of uh French um you know politics politics right like i know i'm sure that there's like it's not as cut and dry but also it's cool to see people actually rebelling against bad conditions yeah this is my dumb american standpoint on it but basically everything that i learned so first of all like they're in the middle of having their own trump right now it's this woman who's like extremely right-wing who's getting like 40 percent of the vote and macron who's their current guy is like their Joe Biden. Yeah. Who no one really likes him, but he's not that lady. So, mm-hmm. but this but is Did the she left. get elected or it's no. they're leading up? But no, it no, sounds no. like she's still out there. She's plotting. growing. split the left. It Amassing went, her <laughs> forces to the east. It yeah. went from 16% to 40%. And I believe that Macron cannot run next year. Do you? So it's oh. getting scary. And also, apparently, according to the people I talked to, all of the other candidates are, ex- well, first of all, most of the candidates are extremely, like, nationalistic and very, like, France first. But the the right, the alt, the far right is growing at a an alarming rate. Yeah, it's, it's oh, happening terrifying. all over. It's just, yeah. you yeah. know, it's like a whack-a-mole of fascism. But I just want to know, um, what's your problem with a girl boss? <laughs> do you have, do you take issue with a powerful woman? That was actually, when I was there, uh, doing shows i would talk about how running away to europe is the american version of like i'm gonna run away from home like we threaten it all the time Mm -hmm. constantly and it's i was just basically saying facts where i was like it's so good to be here in a in a country that doesn't believe in racism and look you have a woman candidate 40 percent that's amazing that's all i had to say (laughs) and i would get a standing ovation of people who were like we're so fucked we're so yeah um fuck man Jesus Christ. I want to hear more about Amsterdam. Amsterdam rocked. I didn't really do anything. Did you do any of the things (laughs) I sent? No. Ah. That's how it was with me, too. When I was traveling, so many people sent me so many things, and I was like, so excited. 
I so it was raining when I was there, which limited the amount of stuff that I could do. But also, I didn't want to go to the red light during the night because you told me about like how it just they cattle you through. It's, yeah, it's, <clears throat> and it gets really like sad. And I talked to a bunch of people there who are like degenerates and comedians. And I was like, have you ever been to like the ping pong show or the banana bar? Yeah, I was going to ask, did you eat a banana out of a stripper snatch? I didn't. Okay. Oh because I asked them. But it was I, written on his building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put an arrow pointing up. I asked them, uh, hey, no. don't. No, 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 Rick, don't Google this one. Thank He's incognito. Actually, there are no actual pictures of it. Yeah. There's just pictures it's, of it's like, like a courtroom. There's yeah. very detailed illustrations. Yeah. It's called Bananan Bar. Bananan Bar. Don't Google it. I do, have, I do have a fun fact for you about Bananan Bar that I learned from a comedian who was a tour guide. Uh, so Bananan Bar is a link that he sent me that is a banana show where okay. it is exactly what it sounds like. The reason I didn't go, I by the way, what it sounds like is because I asked it's all the comics. Eat a banana. You can yeah, okay, eat yeah. a banana. Literally take a bite out of a banana. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I asked one of the comic. I asked a bunch of comics who are like a bunch of degenerate fucks about like, have you ever been? And they were like, don't go because basically it's like even if you're super horny and gross, it's like 30 seconds of like, oh yeah, she fucking put a banana up her cooter, and then immediately after you're there for another like 10 minutes, and you're just like, mm, okay. Do they? Do, do you have like a plum? No, I wish. What about like a <laughs> pomegranate and all the seeds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's my fun fact about banana bar. Across the room. And everyone gets one. Yeah. Here's my fun fact good. about banana bar is that uh it's like one of the original like sex show strip clubs in Amsterdam. And uh originally they didn't allow that and they uh, uh, super didn't allow drinking inside of a strip club. Mm. And so the way that they got around that was Bananen Bar was, I can't remember the Dutch word for it, but it was classified as the Church of Satan. And so, are you okay? Religious yeah. freedoms. Drink water. <laughs> Religious she's, freedoms. She's so devout, I only uh -huh. have to bring up Satan, and yep. she starts dying. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's... Okay, yeah. we're good. Oh, right. We're just all so concerned. We're just concerned yeah. for you. Anyways, Banana Bar. Banana Bar was the, it was registered as the Church of Satan. So basically, the, they weren't stripping. They were performing ritual satanic mm. uh, dances that were part of the Church of Satan. Also, they couldn't serve alcohol. So the way that they got around that was that you could rent a glass at a minute rate. So like a couple dollars per minute. Okay. And then uh, when you had the glass maybe somebody would pour some alcohol into it okay. whenever they maybe. came around. That's one of the funniest things about the Netherlands is the laws are so weird. Like, weed isn't legal there. No, it's not. It's tolerated. It's not legal. And because of that, the only edibles you can make are what they call space cakes. Yeah. You can't do gummies. You can't do anything <laughs> else except these space cakes, which there's only one company that actually makes good ones, just so you guys know. I wonder if it was the one that I went was to. Was it, did they have like an X, it yeah. was like XXX, but it was like a DNA thing? Yes. That those are the only ones that make Those ones, ones fucking rocked. Yeah. Space and they were like stronger. A, like a pastry? It's like yeah. a brownie. But those a ones, brownie? they okay. actually look like they're made professionally, whereas yeah. all the other ones is like, they got like one of the people that works there to like bake a bunch of edibles. Oh, like at home? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's not joking. They're like, they literally come in one of two ways. The most fancy space cake that aren't the good ones that we're talking about come in like a tin and are just wrapped with plastic okay. and the most of them are just like plastic wrapped pieces of a brownie yeah that they're like like saran wrap like it's it's nothing. and then same with mushrooms mushrooms are not legal they're very illegal so what they have is they grow psychedelic truffles, truffles. Uh, and they have shops where you could buy psychedelic truffles totally legal but no mushrooms. Yeah, it's totally legal, and totally they're not legal. that they're not that expensive. Like thirty dollars. Why are you guys looking at me? <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually <laughs> bought some, but then the guy there told me that you shouldn't take psychedelics with SSRIs, which is one of the antidepressant I take. And <clears throat> he was like, generally it just won't have an effect, but there's like a very very small chance that you'll have like a psychot, like you'll go crazy. Yeah. I was like, hmm. I don't know if I want to risk it. Where is it? That's good to know. How small yeah. is that? It's, it's retarded. I... You're not supposed to drink on those either. No. Nah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
I took them. I took the truffles, and uh, they were great. Ooh, you little pig. <laughs> was it the same as mushrooms? No, they were weaker. Honestly, everything they had there was weaker. The weed was weaker. The space cakes were weak as fuck. Um, the, I, I finally talked to somebody who knew what the fuck they were talking about. A whole space cake, uh, the strong end, is going to be about 25 milligrams of THC. It's like the equivalent of what it is, which is fine. All of the actual plant that, that they would have side there. sideline me for two days. <laughs> I was eating one a day. <laughs> yeah, oh I, I have a much higher tolerance than I think you do. Yeah. And I'm a bigger boy uh, <laughs> than most. So <laughs> I was fucking pounding space cakes. Uh, they're so good too. They're good. The one that once I found the one that John's talking about, they were like, I couldn't stop just fucking like. Twinking them motherfuckers. It's because they tasted at? good? No, it's because they got me high as hell. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to taste like chocolate or something. They t- still taste kind of danky. Uh, yeah, they had red velvet. The red they velvet had, like, one. white is chocolate green tea good. or something. Yeah. Like they, it, was, it was awesome. The <laughs> they have a dark chocolate like one. Snozberries. <laughs> uh, yeah, Amsterdam rocks. I went to this pizza place where I tried... <laughs> I tried tuna on pizza, which is super common there, to the point where I went, you put tuna on pizza? And everyone in the restaurant went, Americans don't have tuna on pizza? And I thought they were fucking with me. They're serious. It's just like a big... You're like, no, we put literally every other kind of meat on at the same time. (laughs) Exactly. We we even have a thing called a meat lovers, and it's all the meat. And then the the cook, who is... uh, Turkish in descent, but lives has lived in the Netherlands his whole life, except for when he traveled. He told me this whole story. He traveled to Italy to track down this legendary pizza maker to become his apprentice. Oh, and then studied whoa. under him for like five or six years. Like martial arts. That's how. Yeah, yeah. you had to climb a mountain before standardized schools existed. Yeah. yeah. Now you can take a master class. Yeah. <laughs> on, now, on academy. Yeah. yeah with well, Papa that's John he, on how not to say slurs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he spent what forty hours. No, he's still trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure it out. He's like, I have been. It's at completely work. involuntary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I traveled to Italy to find the grandmaster who would teach me how to be extremely insensitive. Yeah. Well, apparently that's like part of it. Like the more slurs you say, the the better the dough. I don't, don't want to go down yeah. this road. I, 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 <laughs> yell it and yeah. ah! it's baked into it. Papa John, famous Italian surname Schnatter. 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 Is that his last name? Yeah. Schneider, yeah. His house looks oh, like Schnatter. Yeah, his house Schnatter. Looks like Schnatter. Schnatter. Oh, is it really? I was wrong. John Schnatter. Yeah. John did you go really cool. to that the one restaurant that I told you about? I did. It was Amsterdam, really good. Like new, new. Amsterdam yeah, yeah, like yeah. Did you get I, a meal? I did. It was really good. It was I the, it was the best I, ever. That place, the pizza guy, by the way, the Turkish guy, basically screamed at me for fifteen uninterrupted minutes because uh, of the concept that Americans put pineapple on pizza and how much of a disgrace that yeah, was. Yeah, remember when I said I don't speak coward? This is the shit I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, right? I love that. And shit. if you, if you're like, oh, pineapple on pizza, don't get in the comments. Have Log you off. Tried it? Log off. Delicious. If you're so upset, too bad. It's a mainstay for me. I love I do, you shouldn't yeah. be upset about something that you haven't tried. Unless you try <clears throat> pineapple with Canadian ham on pizza and you don't like it, then you can bitch about I it. Got, oh. I got pineapple on a burger over the weekend and it was the, the That's best. That's disgusting. I cannot best. believe it. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best that burger was that, I've ever I went, had. Okay, you told me about this. Yeah. And I went to Tara. I'm like, Charlotte said, you guys got really good burgers. And you didn't tell me. She was like, oh, yeah, we definitely did. It was yeah. Crazy. Well, you were leaving when I was, I was like, leaving, I'm going to get yeah. something to eat. And you're like, well, I'm, I'm heading home. Yeah. I, uh, um, you could have been there, too. I know. I, I should have been it. there. It's, you were right around the corner, basically. Yeah, I actually passed your apartment. <laughs> I don't want them address. to know. Seven, eight, nine. No. I, uh, <laughs> it says snitches on the side, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they never quite washed that off. Um Oh man, yeah, he was that guy was really intense, and they had a lot of crazy pizzas. And uh, one thing that I was gonna say when you brought up ham is that like I don't really fuck with ham mm-hmm. a lot, like you know sliced ham, like deli ham. Cops. Uh, yeah, well I don't, <laughs> I don't fuck with pork. 
So uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, my diet and my streets, I keep it kosher. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. While I was there, people were like, oh, I'm going to get a sandwich. I'm just going to get some, like, sliced ham. There, I know, I hear that. Yeah, I, how far can you back up? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> While I was there, I was like, people were like, I'm going to get a sandwich with some sliced ham and some, like, just some cheese. Also, they butter their bread for mm-hmm. everything, including, oh, like, a sandwich. Butter? So, but what is it? Habon? Uh, what was Hamon? I can't remember what they call it in Italy. Ham boning? Like, yeah, you ham, you ham bone. No, it's just a bag. It's just fresh bread with yep. butter and ham. Ham, yeah. And it's... And arugula. Damn. Amazing. Oh, I love arugula. And some, Great a little peppery bit of, green. A little bit of uh, mozzarella. I got that from a train station like eight times. Ooh. Fucking rock. Dude, all the food they have there is awesome. But what I was going to say was ham there is like prosciutto. It's just so fucking oh, good. Yeah. Ooh, it's delicious. Oh, I forgot to tell you about my favorite part. But did you go into a grocery store? You see all the hanging dried. Yeah. I bought so many of those fucking things. I went to a butcher shop and I was because I was supposed to pick up meat and I took a picture. It was on my Instagram. It's not it's nothing special, but the meat in Europe looks so much better. Oh, yeah. Um, And it's just I don't know. It's incredible. And when I went there, there was like a roast beef. This guy was roasting some beef and I had just ridden a bike for like seven miles <laughs> and so like i tried to i in my best french because he didn't speak english i was conveying like slice me off a chunk of that and then i'm gonna eat it and i'm gonna eat it here and then the person who was my translator came back and uh saw this interaction happening and i'm eating this fucking food and the guy's just staring at me in this butcher <laughs> shop like so he doesn't know what's happening and apparently i'm the first american he met Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> and so in his mind, this huge monster <laughs> fucking, because I can't fit into his shop. The ceiling is too low. So oh I'm fucking hunched over. This huge monster comes into it, stares at the meats and orders a bunch of it because I'm ordering it for a barbecue. Yeah. So I'm ordering so much meat and then I point it already cooked meat and I'm going, now. <laughs> eat now. Eat now to America. And I'm just fucking eating it and, and she comes in here and uh, uh, she's like talking Talking to the translators talking to him and he basically was just like I've never seen anything like this before but I've never felt more complimented <laughs> basically <laughs> thought he in his mind he was like he saw the meat and he knew he needed to eat it here that's amazing that's so Said magnifique. yeah uh, that's what I did with, uh, I do with clam chowder at Pike Place when I went to Seattle like it was the first place I went from like dropping off bags and stuff yeah. and I I got it and I just stood there in the middle of the crowd and standing ate this chowder oh, while waiting so on good. oysters and like definitely definitely where I got COVID <laughs> right there in that spot <laughs> like I'm looking back I'm like yeah yeah probably but I just had to I just had to chow down on yeah. that dur. I uh <laughs> I'm so self-conscious that when I was in Korea and I bought uh uh, tokiyaki, oh. which is Japanese. Oh, so it's, the octopus balls? Yeah. Yeah, that's Little shit. balls of octopus. Rocks. <laughs> I bought it from the guy, and then I went and I stood in a corner against the wall facing in <laughs> so that no one, <laughs> so that I wouldn't make eye contact with anyone while I was eating it on the street. <laughs> I am unavoidable. I am an inevitable occurrence in France. I was the largest person there. I, I am doing this as like a stand-up bit yeah. and I'm figuring it out but like this is a completely true story is I went on the train and I saw a man an old man the oldest man I've ever seen in my entire life like the way that I've described it is he have you ever seen a man so old you get worried about him like he's yeah, not yeah he's not carrying anything or walking upstairs he's existing and you're like do you need help yeah. he was at Waterloo <laughs> he what he was at Waterloo <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's, he's so. I'm pretty sure he lived in Versailles when it was popping. Yeah, like yeah. he was, yeah, he was yeah. old as My shit. My man was laying <laughs> pipe in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks up to me, doesn't speak any English. He walks up to me and he just goes, <laughs> and just moves wow. his hands as wide as possible <laughs> okay, to just God. be like, "You're fat." And I was like, "Oh, oh I thought he was talking about your teeth." No. <laughs> oh, like, no. I like, like, you're very tall. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just kept going. <laughs> and then he walked away and got on the train and presumably died. But 
<laughs> he, uh, <laughs> old motherfucker, did that and was just like, yeah, you're fat. And that's when I started like realizing, like, I'm looking around. I'm the biggest person in Paris, I think, both height and width. Like, mm-hmm. I take up two spots. Literally could not fit on the plane. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't an issue with, like, even if I lost weight, my frame is too wide for the mm-hmm. seat. Was it one of those puddle jumpers or, like, the, the smaller ones? No, it was a big motherfucker. I what, where is it? French seating French or something? B. Yeah, I don't... It, yes. Oh. The whole crew French was asses. French. They're all, like, uh, French people. The fucking flight food rocked by the way but every chair had a bidet ooh. built into it yeah, i wish not it didn't come across a single bidet felt dumb as that shit is bizarre they yeah. do have this thing that's really popular there called one wipe and it is a slight it's toilet paper that's thick as fuck it's like it almost feels like a cotton t-shirt okay and it's longer than a normal piece of toilet paper it's like one and a half pieces and the the point is is that you're only going to need one square per wipe hmm Oh, okay. I was thinking just one wipe the whole no, thing. No, God, no. Because that would have been that's that's a tall order. Were you like folded in half or something after Under your, your watch? <laughs> reflecting the light. <laughs> into my oh, eyes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, yeah. The other thing is the bath. There was a couple public bathrooms I couldn't fit in. Mm-hmm. I would literally get in there and then be too. Oh shit. <laughs> that yeah. See. <laughs> That's the perfect it's happening here too. I just couldn't fit in there. Also, their public bathrooms, no toilet seats. Hmm. Like they just, it's just the raw squat. Yeah. Raw dog just, in it? Well, I couldn't squat. I couldn't yeah. fit in it. <laughs> so I just would either piss and if I had to shit, I would just pray that I could make it back on the metro. Um, <laughs> I have a, I have a, not a similar story, but it just reminded me of someone being mean to you. Yeah. Um, when I was in Jeju in Korea, which is like, it's an island, so it's not like a city. So I guess seeing, you know, Foreigners is more of a rare thing. Um, and everyone there is very non-confrontational. Um, and so when I would get on the bus, this happened three different times, where I got on the bus and everyone does that thing where they sit like against the window. And as I was getting on, everyone would get up and and pair up so that they were all in rows where there was no way to sit next to people. Oh, <laughs> wow. It was like it was like the like an elementary school nerd getting on the bus and people shaking their heads and be like, nah. yeah. <laughs> it was like I would get on and go, huh. <laughs> oh, weird. They just didn't watch it. My favorite instance of the French being rude, because not only are they rude, they don't give a fuck. They are very confrontational. Oh, yeah. As I went to it, the first day I was there, we rode bikes, and I am not a fit person, as you can see. Uh, I was very out of sh- I am very out of shape, but after two and a half weeks there, I think I'm doing better. <laughs> uh, but I, we rode bikes for, like, I think it was, like, six miles. And by the way, France is only, like, fucking three miles around. Mm-hmm. It's a very small, bikeable city. And we're going everywhere. I'm seeing things. I'm still, like, adjusting to the time. I'm starving. And I go, I need a French breakfast, like a traditional French breakfast. That sounds good. And then I found out a French breakfast is a croissant, a cup of coffee, a cigarette, and you can't call a woman. And I was like, eh. <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, yeah. I actually, I would like an American breakfast, please. <laughs> and so we went to this place that's like French and Southern comfort food, like Southern American oh, comfort okay. food uh, oh. mixed. It's made by this guy from Atlanta who, by the way, I was wearing my Rodman shirt gave me extra like when i came in was just like oh a fucking american and i was like yeah man (laughs) sick anyway we went there we were ordering food i'm starving i'm dying and i'm just like seeing everything that's good and i'm like i'm gonna order this i'm gonna order this i'm gonna order this i'm there with another husky american who's like oh i'm gonna order this 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 we're there with uh this lady who's just like i'm gonna order this this and this and we're starting (laughs) like everyone ordered (laughs) well we're ordering multiple things and the waitress who's taking our order stops and goes no and we go, what? And she goes, no, it's too much. You ordered too much food. First of all, it's not going to fit on the table. It's too much. There's not enough space. Secondly, look at you. You don't need to eat this much. It's Whoa. crazy. It would be insane for a person to eat this much. Oh, my God. So how about this? I'm going to come back, and you decide what you actually want to eat. And Whoa. then you order. And then just fucking tore the, the order up out of her thing, threw it away, and fucking walked That's away. That's actually kind of nice. And I was like, um, Damn. Do you have her number? <laughs> yeah, and then she walked away and lit a cigarette. And I want to go to the meeting. And then did a sick bass lick. I uh, 
Wow, that is like the, uh, the complete polar opposite of the spectrum of our sickening customer is always right yeah. Uh, yeah. practice here in the States. Because like, you know, ideally I think a middle ground could be cool because yeah, you are a paying absolutely. customer. But also like it is kind of cool to be like, because I know so many people that have worked in the service industry and just have to bite their tongue because like the customer has so much power over them that yeah. they could lose their job with a misstep. Yeah. The idea of a of a of a like service like worker just being like, no, fuck you. That's yeah. an insane thing. I'm, I'm not doing that. It's just kind of like cool and empowering. I think it's extremely rude the what she said, but <laughs> yeah. but I like, you know, there's gotta be something in the middle. Yeah. There's gotta be something. I, yeah. That's what it is the dichotomy of the situation of like on one hand, why Excuse would you me? say that? Yeah, you're like, what? But on the other hand, it's like, fuck yeah, girl boss. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm glad that you don't have to put up with our American bullshit. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. I actually, a similar thing is non-American mechanics. <laughs> um, won't try you, uh, to need upsell a new carburetor. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause every like Ameri American run mechanic place, they're like, oh, there's so much more wrong with this than you thought there oh, was. Yeah. Whereas, uh, when I lived up in Oakland, uh, I went to a guy, I, he was Latin American, I don't know from where, but he checked out my truck and he's like, so these are all the parts you need. They're gonna be expensive if I order them. Here's the list and you can buy them off eBay for way cheaper and then just bring them back and I'll, and I'll fix it. I was like, oh shit. Uh, and then when my car got stolen, everything got fucked up. I took it to a place in Burbank and it was these Armenian guys and they're like, hey, if it runs, it runs. Yeah. <laughs> like they tried to talk me out of <laughs> fixing it at all. And I was like, I, don't you want my business? <laughs> like, and it's more, it was like, they they care about the situation rather than yeah. the transaction. Yeah. That is the other thing in French cuisine is like they do, people, so it's in this way with like fast, uh, not fast food, but like Michelin star restaurants and fancier food is the concept is if you have, it's a very American concept to want so much of something. Like mm -hmm. we talk about restaurants like, I didn't notice it until I came back and I was talking about restaurants with people. We bring up portion size oh God. in a description of a restaurant. Like, have you ever thought about like telling somebody about something and you're like, oh yeah, and the portions, really good. They don't do that over there because the concept is if you have too much of something, it's uh, depreciating value with each bite. Mm -hmm. the, uh, 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 I forget what the phrase is for it, but like, if you want less of more things, so that you can have, you can taste new things and have that. And so this woman's whole point with like stopping us was, I think, being like, that's too much food. You're not even going to enjoy it. You're just going to be fucking scarfing. I'm not trying it to enjoy it. I'm yeah. trying to feel like garbage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was also really good. Was the food I mean, I bet. Rough. Yeah. yeah no Damn. Doubt. No doubt. No doubt. There's, no doubt. There's this place in Kansas City called China Feast, and it was a drive-through, like, ready-made Chinese place. You know, the buffet where yeah. everything's in the buffets? Yeah. For some reason in Kansas City, those are everywhere. Like, that's the standard for Chinese, uh, like that those rocks. fast Chinese places you, you have drive through. And they had chicken fried rice for $8 that was wow. in one of those styrofoam things that was literally expanding out because it's so full <laughs> of Damn. chicken fried rice that I would buy it for $8 and then get four meals out of it. <laughs> I just divide it in quarters yeah. and then put that in a bowl. That's awesome. Uh, I'm trying to find this comic that I met because he was uh, really great. His name is Wyatt Figrado, mm -hmm. and he's an American comic that I met over there. Uh, he was also on the road, and he had this great joke where he was like, you ever notice how in America the best food that you're going to get is from non-English speakers? Where like, <laughs> And it makes no sense. It's like, it, you don't want to, the best, the best Chinese food that you're ever going to get is not from Panda Express. The best Chinese food you're going to get is dumpling cheap cash only. <laughs> it's like, they get to the fucking point yeah. of what it is. Anyway, I love it. There's that. a place in Chinatown. I think for some reason online they go by Crispy Pork Gang. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to order from them all the time when oh. I lived in East Hollywood. Um, I'm tired of these cop, these crispy pork gangs that you hear about in yeah. the police precincts. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was that place that we ordered from randomly uh, when we went to that park, remember, and I got chicken feet? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you just go in, and it's 
everything's so fucking cheap and you can just buy like 30 dumplings and yeah. all this shit. And it was a similar thing where they yell at you. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't know what to get. And they're like, figure it out. <laughs> what do you recommend? I don't know. <laughs> I went to, a, I, there was a place, I had the worst dumplings of my life in France. Uh, I went to a place and it was, it just said Asian. And I was like, what does that mean? The people who owned it are Vietnamese. They serve Chinese food and Japanese food. No Vietnamese food. <laughs> and they don't call them dumplings. They call, I forget what they call them. They call them like, I don't know. It was fucking gross. And you ever take a bite out of something and you go, oh, yeah, I'm getting food poisoning. 100% I'm getting food poisoning off this. This shrimp has been here for two days. Yeah. It's crispy and not like it was fried. It's crispy like you left it out too long. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. What were you going to say, Charlotte? Uh, it's nothing. No, I'm James sorry. James eats shrimp out of the can. James yeah. Willems? Well, yeah. he'll, he'll eat canned shrimp on meals, right? That's disgusting. That's, the, that's different. Than you were here. Stations, dude, yeah. should not be canned and eaten. You were here when I ate a pound and a half or whatever of shrimp out of, from Costco, right? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, I ordered a shrimp platter when all of them that. went to, uh, to, to Melting Pot. Was it just one of those... It was a like party platter. circle things where it's just... Yeah. It was a party platter of shrimp, and I ate a pound and a half of it. Oh, my And it had God. also been sitting outside my apartment for 30 minutes. Anyway, I'm a monster. Um, <laughs> You're the monster that, that butcher thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> I want the meat. I need it now. Oh, God. You're going you're gonna to go back in 10 years, and there's going to be like a... Fa like a super popular children's book about this giant it's like the giant and the butcher yeah <laughs> and the butcher. Like, wait a minute this guy looks kind of familiar here's the here's the i'll wrap it up with this here's a quick pros and cons list europe is beautiful paris where i spent most of my time is gorgeous everything is old historic beautiful the food is amazing it's some of the best you'll ever get in your life i would go to a ran any random cafe order anything off the menu it fucking rocked it was gorgeous uh, i had a great time Here's the cons. Whole fucking continent doesn't believe in AC or deodorant, and they fucking smell awful. And when you go to the metro, you get socked in the face with the smell of body odor and cumin powder. I don't know why the French smell like cumin powder, but I assume that's why Taco Bell doesn't exist there. Mm. I also ended up going during the hottest week in recorded French history. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course. Europeans can be rude and racist, but so can Americans, baby. Uh, it's hot, it's muggy, it's wild. I went for the perfect amount of time because four days, tourist shit. The rest of it, I did fun, like I was really living in Paris shit. And then after that, it was like, I want to go home. Yeah. I want to go home so bad. I want to play No Man's Sky for 12 hours straight. I want to be inside with air conditioning. <laughs> I want to eat a burger that make me shit myself. Yeah. I'm in America. So I had a fun time. Thank you for letting me talk about it. And uh, I promised it um we will probably not talk about it again. <laughs> well, welcome back. It's good to have yeah, you back. Yeah, welcome back, it's good bud. To be here. Uh, everybody, I have been Armando Torres. This is uh, Jacob Follerton. We have Jean Smith. Oui, oui. <laughs> and of course, with me as always, Charlotte Evali. Yeah, uh, quick shameless plug at the end. I have a new song out on Friday, if anyone Woo! wants to listen to it. How's your show? It's good. We can talk about it great. on another podcast. Cool. <laughs> we will be because uh, I really want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, it's Mom's Home on uh, wherever you listen to music. The song's called Head Down, out on Friday. Tomorrow, if you're watching this on YouTube. Oh, yeah. How does your mom feel about that name? She thinks it's funny or fine. Yeah. <laughs> but her home is. Is it about her? her? No, it's I'm Mom. <sighs> you are Mom. Charlotte. So mom. she's grandma. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> we had a great time. Listen to uh, Head Down by Mom's Home everywhere out uh, tomorrow. Uh, we love you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <sighs>